Hi everyone, this is the Spirit Sparker. And this is the Inner Uplifter. Thank you for tuning in on the latest episode of the Archetypes Podcast, where we are wrapping up season, season one. one. And on this episode, we are looking at digital communication, yes. exploring the pros and cons of how interpersonal communication has changed since the use of social media platforms. And so for all these... Um, you know, centennials <laughs> and millennials. And some Hold the, up, wait a you minute. know, some millennials. You know, um, they may not remember AOL or, or AIM or <laughs> the heavy, heavy use of AOL.com or Yahoo. Um, yes. But we're not going to talk about like the overall digital history. I mean, it has actually moved quite faster than a lot of people thought it would. Mm-hmm. And so, where we as these human designs are trying to catch up to. The opportunities that technology has offered us, but also the impact. And so yes. we're going to both just be going back and forth and sharing our two cents about in the ways in which we've experienced it and what we think about it in our personal and professional um, expertise. And so thank you for just understanding that it's our opinion. It's not, I mean, I mean, some of us will share facts and stuff like that, but just like it, the whole point of this episode is to really have us look at the opportunities for technology, but also what are we exposing ourselves and experiencing and creating habits of too much that may actually infringe on our life. And definitely want to highlight that is coming from a lens in which we are expertise in. So expression arts therapist, and a list of Marietta amazing things. Holistic <laughs> like integrative coach, ho- ho- licensed exactly. psychotherapist. So coming from that, <clears throat> from that perspective, and Psychology. myself as a communication expert, and really looking at connection between people and in, in relating in the interpersonal and also intrapersonal, how we are making sense of the technologies that we're using and how it has impact our own personal use and communication. So it's it's really it's a broad. It's we're gonna try and do our best to like just share. A couple broad, of points. A couple of points broadly um, from, you know, our background in communication, our background in public speaking, our background in, 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 in for me, it's psychology and human behavior and, and social, you know, pragmatics and stuff like that. And yes. pragmatics. But so, so, with that said, let's dive right in it. Let's get it done. Where communication. So, I just want to highlight... Communicate. Communicate. I just want to highlight what so funny earlier with Verge was bringing up, um, just like AOL and AIM and all these. That? It was I, so I mean, now, look, first of all, let's be grateful. We're from the generation of the first computer. Like, we, yeah. it was us that was using the very it. first computer in elementary school it was and these so different slow. things. I'm going to keep saying that. I mean, but then it wasn't like that the internet connection like that. It was about having programs on your computer that you can utilize. So then when you had this big old change in technology that actually allows you creating this platform like AOL um, and then moving into AIM, because before... AIM was very interesting. I think a it, lot of people didn't it, think... We had a world full of people who wanted to kidnap children. You know what? I'm just saying. Besides the... People thought children were on AIM to just talk with other peers. I mean, well... When they were talking with people who were like, get on a bus and That was the original catfish. Let's call it what it is. I mean, before catfish became what catfish is, here, you know, looking at that... Safety changed. I think safety changed. Our physical safety, our emotional, social safety changed. And the dynamics of... Most recently, I think... Just... So you know how you put on a label... 
you must be age 18 or older, or you must be 13 or older. My question has always been like, who's navigating that? Because if I could just click a box, make a fake account or put some fake numbers in there, who's really navigating and checking to make sure like, it's, a, it's from a legality standpoint and a liability. It's not, yes, there is this conversation about like, okay, we've put this checkbox. It is to assume that whoever checks it off is being truthful until something happens. But also what happened, especially with Facebook and with uh, Tumblr, mm. <laughs> I remember Tumblr very well, um, <laughs> is there became a different consciousness online. Absolutely. It became a different world in which things were being revealed that was for some disturbing, that expressed to a lot of people that you don't have to be in public for you to feel the impact. You don't have to mm-hmm. be one-on-one to feel the impact. And especially with cyberbullying, you definitely don't have to be a one-on-one to um, emotionally in a strategic way uh, verbalize someone um, or impact someone in a way that's quite uncomfortable and systematic, mm-hmm. right? A pattern. Um, and so, you know, for those who remembered AOL, I, and what's interesting is I, I just said, it was slow. It was slow, and I'm 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 recognizing the part of myself that was frustrated with it being slow because, of course, in my in the age bracket that we were in using AOL, we have poor impulsivity. We want things we right now. We still had that. We still had that. We yes. want that right now. And so, what I have noticed very, in my work now, especially with teenagers, it's even poorer. Mm-hmm. Like instant gratification has to be immediate. Mm-hmm. There's actually an increase in anxiety, an increase in um, depression, um, an increase in, in, in uh, almost a an, uh, an immediately impact on the sense of self, the identity of self, mm-hmm. if I don't get a response immediately from you. Mm-hmm. The message got delivered, why aren't you responding? Or someone you know, saw my story, but no one made a comment. Or I sent this email, and I know they read it. How do you know? I just know but no one has any proof of that. It has what I, what I coined or I just, I just, you know, say created this double consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's created some sort of illness. And if the illness or the, I, the dis-ease in yourself wasn't there, um, it's definitely presented itself. And so, you know, going back to me saying it was slow, it was slow. I am quite grateful. I understand what it means to have slow internet <laughs> and what it means to now have high speed at instantaneous moment where now, you know, there are programs. I am really appreciative of Gmail having the send undo button um, because for many people, we can undo things in some ways. And sometimes well, you, you can't. get a split second to I undo get, I get 15 your seconds. send. I have a, so. I have a business. <laughs> so I get 15 seconds <laughs> on my phone sense. or on my computer. But you want to make it in that period of time. Yes. And, and, and believe it or not, we can, if we take a deep breath and we are doubting whether or not the information we're about to send is to our truth accurate, we hit undo. And then you can mm-hmm. pause for a moment. It's not like hitting the undo gives you actually more time. Well, you know what's funny? Proofreading gave you more time. 
um, and just a second before you sent it and edit would gave it more time. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, (laughs) so I just, one of the things we're talking about right now, if you're just coming in or joining in is the forms of communication that have influenced how we communicate prior to social media platforms. So now we, social media, like we're looking at Facebook, all these different things, the increase of it. Um, it's so interesting because growing up in the black planet, mi gente, Asian Avenue. Oh my God. I forgot about you know, those. Are they still it, I, they have something, but they're not the same. When you go to the sites and you look, I don't even know if Asian Avenue is actually still on, but I think black planet is still around, but how it looks like is more of a chat board versus how it looked before. It so was, the interface yeah, has, you know, changed. chatty, chatty. Um, everyone wants quick Quick, immediate conversations. One thing I'll touch about touch about in, in later is this like false intimate relationship that you have. Mm, that is, is definitely. So yep. we'll talk a little bit about. We sure there's a will. term for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's besides catfish. But, yeah, catfish <laughs> came out of that, um, and it's making millions of dollars because all around the world there's something happening and it's, there's a pattern. And so I'll touch about touch on that a little bit, but. Instant gratification, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, impulsivity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Poor impulse. I need something now. It becomes addictive. So we've, I've been having conversations, and there's studies out there about it being like there's Facebook addiction and Facebook addiction mm-hmm, behaviors, mm-hmm. and that when you go through a withdrawal of social media, there's actually a level of depression and anxiety yeah. that comes from actually not feeling connected to the world when you are actually in the world, like. Mm-hmm. People who are going outside and feeling like, if I don't get on social media right now, if I don't post something, if I don't go live, if I don't exist, I actually don't exist, which is alarming. It is alarming. Even as you're speaking of that, I'm thinking of instantly like automatic processing and automatic routines that we do that might be a little natural. So we wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we, you know, eat breakfast, these little, the routine things that you do on a daily. It's so interesting how checking your phone has become the morning, has become a part of morning that automated or night routine. routine. Um, to the point where it's like, I swear to goodness, and I have to like, even having my alarm on my phone is still one of those pieces that make me go to the phone first and have to be very mindful. Like you're picking the phone up to turn off your alarm or to get up out of bed, but not to go through and start scrolling through first thing. As soon as you open up your eyes in the morning to be like, Oh my gosh, what did I miss? So it's always, you know, it's very interesting. Not just the, I need to go live and I need to be on, but it's also this interesting thing of, what did I miss out on? Am I missing out on something? So-and-so hit me up. I got to follow up with so-and-so. I got to meet da 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 Let me see what so-and-so posts. Let me go check out so-and-so. Somebody did a daily, did a daily post. I need to go check out the data. Like, is there, are you using it for motivation? Are you using it because you're saying it? Like, what is, like, looking at that relationship becomes, with how you're using that medium? And I do a lot of mindfulness med- meditation. I, you know, I have, I, I'm heavy on mind-body interventions and my mm-hmm. holistic um, integrative practice. And so, believe it or not, when I sit with people and we're creating a um or restructuring a uh a routine believe it or not Mm. two things are added to that um underneath the umbrella of presence underneath the umbrella of here Mm. and now Mm -hmm. and underneath Mm -hmm. my umbrella of activating the five senses Mm. number one when you wake up in the morning delay your cell phone Mm. and when you go to bed delay your cell phone Mm -hmm. for many reasons and i've 
done this in my practice because again there is a increase in anxiety and depression yep. there's an increase yep. in emotional self-sabotage yep. self-inflicting wounds mm-hmm. um whether physical or emotional or intellectual um and there is uh what i've experienced um professionally uh this um fear a new fear of death being close or a new fear of um more of the social political world like like feeling like um if i don't get the notifications and i don't i don't read them i'm not going to know if there's been another attack mm-hmm. is there what am i missing out um and there's also an increase in paranoia about mm-hmm. whether or not i'm getting the correct information mm-hmm. yes and that's so information age that we're in and so i want to be clear that i'm not saying that technology i mean i'm not actually saying technology is in some ways can run you know into a negative realm what i'm saying is that the technology has given us an opportunity to dissect and Mm -hmm. experience um through this virtual reality um things we would not have known 10 years ago Mm-hmm. How fast we can get information mm-hmm. from Iran mm-hmm. or Korea. Mm-hmm. How fast we can find out politically and socially, economically, what's happening in Cuba mm-hmm. or in Colorado mm-hmm. or down the street. I mean, there was one 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 day I was driving driving and I was at a stoplight and there were three ambulances driving in this town. And I literally went on Twitter and said, what's happening here? And got four responses instantaneously. Mm. That's how fast we can get information. Yep. And imagine um, getting the wrong information. Well, imagine that is, that is, it's not even just imagine, it's happening, right? So, you know, I, you're just making me think. I had recently asked a group of high school students who I I do some training with, um, like, where are you getting your information? And literally, it was either their Snapchat feeds. Or Facebook, for those who are still on it. Um, and so instantly, I'm like, yes, there may be sources, like a legitimate source. Let's say like CNN, who who has created an Instagram page. <laughs> I don't think they're necessarily using that to deliver the full story. More so probably as, you know, to highlight something and bring you to the source with the full story, if they're using it like that. It's a call but, to action. Other than that, other than that, you're just getting a snippet of information. Are you reading the full article? Have you watched the, you know, what what more have you done? And it's really just, oh, somebody posted it on their page and I clicked on it and that's how I'm getting information. And that's with a specific but age without group. without catching, the, checking the source. So now it's like, okay, fact we're check. getting now this information because and that came out of the political sources. era, wasn't it? Yeah. Most recently in this election, it became... What are we fact-checking? Fact-checking, right? Yeah, we have to... I mean, because of... So, okay. When we grew up... This is, this is just me. To find out news... Excuse me. You had to watch TV. The news. <laughs> read a newspaper. The news. Yes, you had word of mouth, but usually that came from adults, right? They're the ones you hear conversations talking about and then, We you believed know, everything on the news. We did. Because that was the source, right? Or a magazine. Now, or those different mediums in which, you know, a Times magazine or Newsweek, right? Everything is digital. 
Um, and it's the digital world that we're in because it's moved from an industrial age to the information age, yeah, right? We're, yeah, that's what I... But the crazy, yeah. the crazy piece about being in the information age is... It's also that we create... Ex- that is the we're ultimate also, change. So we're in the creative idealist age at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was in this cool uh, uh, workshop um, at a university in, in, and we were talking about the technology and why we can use it in arts and what's, how it's been really helpful, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to cultivate it and use it. I mean, I, I now offer uh, video sessions, you know, like mm-hmm. we, yep. there's so many things we can do. And as we were talking about this, there was this question about like, what age do you think we're in? And a lot of people said the information age and, uh, me and the person who was talking about uh, who's the point person, um, you know, I said, we're in the idealist creative ever. Um, more so that I believe, um, and you can fact check me and send me sources. I, and this is me just being, um, the intuitive person that I am, Mm. you know, gathering unknown information from Mm -hmm. unknown realms. Um, (laughs) we could get onto a conversation about that another day. (laughs) I truly believe we're moving towards, uh, an entrepreneur, creative, Mm -hmm. idealist, movement that's going to fundamentally change the way we engage in our health, engage in the ways we live in a home versus a condo apartment, the ways we grow our food, taking ownership of some certain things, looking at laws and the laws written and breaking down the actual meaning, communication, mm-hmm. and making some social, economic, uh, human, uh, financial changes um both good and bad mm-hmm. and i think more people are in this like raw raw state to not only uh say a lot of things so you know the chatter across the wire like talk 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 all the mm-hmm. echo noise but there's a lot of people if we mirrored it are ready to like take charge Sorry, I just sound like I'm running for Senate. <laughs> no, it's the it's a you know it's a generational change. I mean, I feel like what that also means there's a lot of noise now. No, absolutely. I feel like so. I was just having a conversation the other day, and it's just even thinking communication, right? So having a conversation around different generations, and you know, every period, every if you look at every age, right? It has a shift. It has something different. It has something that comes in and rocks what has been done. Like it shakes and shifts the whole foundation. And then you have to kind of use these gradual pieces um, that then take place so that those little, you know, it's those interjections that come in to start to shift. Like, okay, yeah, we're not going in this direction anymore. We're going in this direction. Um, Hence why blockbusters out of business versus Netflix when you could have partnered with Netflix to revamp some Red things. Redbox is trying to stay on. They're trying really hard. I mean, you know, to each his own. Everybody doing something different. But that just made me laugh. Like, thinking about How the fast. era, the and change. Didn't Redbox come things. out, like, five years ago? Probably, most like I think around, around that time. Maybe six or seven think, you years know, ago. Think about it, though. They filled... And this is so sidebar. And everything me. fills a need. It does. They filled a gap. 
So, for example, let's say you didn't, you, you're, sh you're shipped to jump on a Netflix and have something taking money taken out of your account, and maybe you don't have internet access, right? So, that's that piece that's going to allow you to use Netflix is having internet access at your house, connected to the, you know, Wi-Fi, so you could be able to utilize that Netflix account. If you don't have that, right? Redbox. Redbox. Because as they get releases or certain releases or how they're, however they're managing those um, partnerships and collaborations to be able to utilize those licenses to rent out those movies so that people will come to a red box. And it's, it's, it's classic at the grocery store. Oh, you gonna maybe want to buy snacks. You think right. a grocery store ain't going to want to want to partner with that to, yeah. to increase, I them all increase the, all you know what I'm saying? Stores, so yeah. it's just very interesting looking at the changes within these ages and periods, but it, not only just the changes, but then, the, like, the reactions. Yes. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Many people have said this. I'm going to misquote. You know, be prepared for anyone you may not even know to comment. This and what's is... interesting is, you know, that's why, you know, I just recently found out this morning uh, I could turn off my comments. Yes, you did. On Instagram. Yes, you did. And I only found this out because, you know, I needed to trap my company. It's real. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so we have the option of turning off comments, but as a result of why? Well, why? what has happened? I don't want, for well, why you decided no, to why, turn it off? Why we have an option to turn off our comments Well, now. here's here's the thing. I mean, one of the topics that you have, um, that we, you, you'll talk about or highlight is thinking about, like, for example, cyberbullying, right? Um, especially, I wish, you know, but then again, gen so this is, another, this is my sidebar piece and thinking about different generational uses of that, right? Because th there's been studies about, you know, brain levels and just the serotonin and dopamine, like all these different chemicals in your brain. So, you know, people, I need to check, oh, somebody like this. You get this, like, this like effect on the inside where you spark up on the inside because somebody made a comment or whatever. But it's also what hasn't been, I guess, fully thought about is when you do open up something for people to comment on, you don't control anything that anybody can say. And you could be easily misinterpreted. And easy, anything you post is always going to be easily misinterpreted. We'll get into that with CMM that I, um, I'm going to um, talk about a little yeah. bit later. But it's the management and the coordination of communication in that relationship and what do you do. Because you can't control what somebody says. And what you say and put out there can easily get misinterpreted. So it creates this whole other level of miscommunication that you got to like... And what it impacts Unravel. is um, your social and emotional intelligence. And there we go again. <laughs> exactly. How you feel about yourself, how you feel about communicating with others, um, even looking at your style of how you begin to internalize some of that, some of that information, and, you know, who the people are, you right. know? Um, and so let me just chime in yes. about like the impacts of, or what could mm. happen or what has been happening. Um, there was an article written by Forbes, and it talked about, uh, I don't re recall the exact purpose for why the article was written, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. let's just go over a few side effects from engaging in a lot of social media, yeah. engaging in a digital world, um, and what has been actually you know, shown through study and through just surveys and people just being uh, offering mm -hmm. their insights and experiences. Um, there is an increased level of escapism. Yep. Increase in addiction, so uh, mm -hmm. addictive behaviors like mm -hmm. gambling online, um, 
like you're probably gonna get um, sidebar, carpal hmm. tunnel in your finger, your thumb. <laughs> That's I, see, I, I saw you typing mark. right now, yep. so I'm like uh -huh. carpal tunnel right here. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> a new level of carpal tunnel because in your wrist, your keyboard wrist, is right? one thing, right? And, this is and now it's another thing, which is anyway. Yep. So I saw, I've seen an increase in that actually, like physical therapy for your hand. Mm. So there's an increase in escapism, mm. um, um, mental preoccupation. And oftentimes triggers more sadness um, and less well-being. Yep. And for those who are not participating fully in the real world, mm. end up being actually socially isolative um, in this virtual reality. Um, mm. You know, mentally preoccupied with what's happening in the across the wires. Um, an increase in comparing self to others. Mm. Even developing a cycle of jealousy. Yeah, I believe it. And it's been uh, closely correlated to um, anxiety and depression or worsening. Um, and then this interesting phenomena of modifying one's own persona to meet the needs through across the wires. And so, um, if anything, I want people to think about, you know, how have I been emotionally impacted mm. or how have I diminished my social emotional intelligence? Have I been escaping more? Um, like my reality, like if I'm in pain or suffering or if I'm uh, challenged by something, am I using uh, my phone or my laptop mm -hmm. or my headset um, for escaping that reality? Because at the end of that temporary uh, virtual um, emergence or absorbent, um, you're going to come back to reality and yeah. you're still going to face the same challenge unless, I don't know, you are learning a new trade skill on Instagram Live <laughs> or you're learning how to, you're having guided meditation or something and you require your phone or whatever, mm. you're still escaping. Mm. Um, when you're thinking about the constant comparison to yourself, are these real people in your life? Mm. Or are they the fitness instructors that you just stare at on the screen all the time and wish you were there? Are you, the celeb are you watching the celebrities and the artists and these other people who are... Uh, who can probably provide some motivation and, and aspiration, mm. but you're constantly comparing yourself because we all know that once you compare yourself, you lose. No one ever wins by comparing themselves. No. And then you you have this cycle of jealousy. So now, mm -hmm. not only have you discounted your identity, who you are, lack of, mm. now there's a cycle of who do they think they are? How dare you? What's going on? And it becomes this um, negative conversation with yourself and with the world. And your perception How starts you to shift that and connection. morphs yep. and morphs. Or you start to mod modify your own persona. Not through the fucking filters. I'm not talking about through filters. No. You actually, what I call, create a double consciousness. What your profile may be saying and showing and all these artsy things and people can do things and make their profile clean or hip or whatever. Yes, it's an expression of a part of our sub-persona. But what happens is if that sub-persona is actually not real it's not viable like when you shut that off you are a completely different person mm -hmm. yes you increase some social anxiety yes you increase a level of depression mm -hmm. because you are modifying your organic yeah, self exactly. you're modifying your natural characteristics mm -hmm. your strengths your talents for a virtual reality and a so that persona. persona and what that leads me to say is that there is a term called pseudo intimacy Mm. Psychology Today posted about it. And it's a false sense of intimate connections or building a meaningful relationship. So here we have now a new era 
of people feeling like they have a real connection to someone online and misinterpreting, misreading social and emotional cues because it's not an in-person um, experience. And so having to almost alter your five senses is called ultimately, well, a different level of code switching. <laughs> right? Because at least, you know, and I, I say that with a fine, thin line because with code switching, you also could tend to throw or put yourself aside to show up as whoever, to make those who are in the space comfortable for, for whatever, right? So I may not be able to show up as, hey, how you doing? Da -da -da -da, it's Tiella, da 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 But how I much have code to show up as, huh? How much code switching is that then? It becomes, it sounds exhausting. It, girl? No, it really first sounds of all, exhausting. First of all, this is a sidebar, but this is what we're going to talk about. As black women, as an Afro-Latina woman, as a Afro-Caribbean, West Indian woman, um, we do that all the time. Born here in America, We're that already. is the second language I don't get credit for, is the ability to code switch. Yeah. Okay? It's, when a, I, it's a resilient strength. It's in bam, our story. It's in our blood. Go. It's but how we survive. Wait, but online, back to what you're saying. But back to the social realm. Into, um, intimacy. It, False... It, False sense of intimate connection or belief that you're building a meaningful relationship all through social media. But you want to know what's so funny? I I'm going to hold that. We're going to say that for sidebar. But how much of that, look at that definition. A false sense of intimate connection or building a meaningful relationship. I think about certain isms that we face and certain microaggressions that are endured or face and certain... Uh, false perceptions that may be projected in it's terms of trying to be like, oh, I do have a certain group of friends. Oh, I know people da, 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 all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. Do you really? Do you really know them? You're talking about a false sense of a relationship, intimacy that you don't have with a group of people that you may be discriminated against. But that was a larger overall, yeah. <laughs> you know, connection yeah. of these words and language. But ultimately, yes, it's a fall. It's, that's not even code switching. That's just being fake. Yes. There's levels of this. It's just being fake. Now, I say but that... But again, it's driven off of, I want to be seen. Ex so... Um, I need to be able... There's this consciousness. Like, we have a digital presentation. We mm -hmm. have a performance. Yep. And... In a way, if I'm not somehow present, at least the majority... I do have friends and family who are not on social media, mm -hmm. or at least on one, maybe mm -hmm. like Tumblr or Twitter or something, right? And for legitimate reasons, for like, you know, work, career, for personal, for like, listen, yep. social media, it would draw, it's, it's, it's just exhausting and I just can't do it or it has no place for me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, what I say to that is there are a lot of people though who have created a digital presentation and, and rightly so in some ways we have businesses. Yes. We have to post things or whatever, whatever. But when it becomes an increased performance in where, again, you have morphed and modified your own persona. And mm. you can't even, you're not, and you're creating anxiety because if you go to somewhere where you may meet some people or connect with some people, mm -hmm. you're not even sure how to navigate. You don't even know yourself now at this point to navigate that because you're not even sure. You haven't, you haven't, let's just say for lack of a better word, you haven't caught up you haven't followed and caught up with all your lives or your performance, not, mm -hmm. not say lie, but your, what you have been projecting out. The so message. 
the message you've been you've been saying or speaking or or giving you know giving out to. Um, and, it, and so what that hap- what happens is you are actually creating a dissatisfying, unsatisfied life. It it and it, and if your life was satisfying, it's in some ways. I mean, if someone has a full satisfaction with life and they're using social media and there's no anxiety, there's no when you turn it off for 24 hours, there's no um, worry. There's no feeling down about yourself or feeling like you're not connected to the world. Mm. Then you know, comment, let us know, mm. that, and what in the tips you have for everyone else. Yeah. For most your, people, it takes a hit. Yeah. As you're as you're hitting on that, just two. You know, I'm I'm instantly thinking of two theories um, within communication, which is SIP, which is the social information processing theory, which really looks at how people are. Um, taking in the information, the relationship with it. So it's a, it's a process. Um, explain how people form relationships across communication technologies that become popular, right? So this all started from the AOL age of looking at that. But it's never... I don't think anybody... And as, as I'm speaking about, like, just we're talking about all these different, you know, impacts that social, that the using and engaging with social media have. But I'm also thinking about, and we're looking at the communication side of... How did you get to that point? <laughs> like when you saw whatever message that you saw, how did you arrive to your final conclusion and meaning that that was the meaning that was conveyed through the message that you received? If you followed me on that right. note, right? right. Um, even though, so you know, with SIP, when I think about SIP, it also so I have SIP, and I love the word SIP because it is a sipping process online, which. Very interesting. Reminds me of CMC, which is Computer Mediated Communications. Now we're moving into, it's a SIP process, but now there's this instant gratification piece where it's like, I need you to respond to me right here and right now. But like the whole thing with the CMC piece is to allow a gap. It's like, you have, I forgot the, the, the number of it, but it's like seven times the amount. So whatever you think face to face you're going to get, it's right there. But you need to allow time and space if you're communicating online in order for somebody else to respond because of the many different things that are happening in between. So just because I'm on da-da-da-da and I put my phone down, I run to the bathroom, I run downstairs, I answer the door, I go make a cup of coffee, and then I come back to the phone, that could be a whole 10 minutes before you get a message. So are you thinking that I should keep it on my hip? All the time. A lot of people say that you should keep it in your you bra. You know, um, and as far as f- for me, with all due respect, that's unhealthy. So, yeah. you know, granted, somebody has the excuse of, well, why do you have a cell phone if you ain't going to answer it? First of all... I say to those people, and I think you know this, I actually use my cell phone as this object to detach. Bam. Absolutely. So, when people send me 4,000 texts, like, did you get my text? I just sent it to you, and I called or Congratulations. you leave me a voicemail, I actually work. intentionally practice delay gratification. I actually enjoy the fact, yes, if you're from this era, you'll understand. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the fact that um, I can get a message and decide when to answer it, whereas when we had a phone line connected to the wall and you may not have had a voicemail, it was imperative that you answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And people knew where you were 
Well, there's because here's the thing. Creepy. But that's not, when not um, only no, but I think that level. I mean, there's yes and no, right? I know so and so is gonna be home at a certain hour or a certain time when we call during that time. That for me makes sense back in the day, right? Because hey, I won't be home till after seven. Call me, but make sure you call me before 10 o'clock when I go to bed. So you had a window period of time to communicate with someone that, you know, and, and, and you, you're going to get them versus today what it is, is very unhealthy for what I believe is unhealthy is because you have an instant expectation to, oh, every time, like I had somebody hit me up at 12 a.m. in the morning and I was like, why would you think I would text you at 12 a.m. in the morning? Because they're up at Just because you're up. I'm resting. I'm at the beat up, but does it mean I want to be engaging in communication at this late hour? Because it could just be going on and on. I never get my behind to, and, to, and to for the some bed, people, there's a pressure. And then so the, again, and some people. I'm gonna say again. Some people use it to moderate internal stimulation. Right? Mm. Some mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. have insomnia. Well, if you have insomnia, please don't be on your phone. Let's work out. Let's do some chamomile peppermint mm-hmm. tea. Let's do some soft freeform body movement. But you know, for those who need to moderate their emotional um, um, imbalances, some people like to find something to distract themselves. And yes, sometimes looking on your phone. I mean, they they have now those cool features where you can down like on my phone. My phone's programmed to actually go silent at 8.30. Mm-hmm. For all those people who are going to be texting me now. Mm-hmm. It goes silent at 8.30. It does not turn on at six until 6.30. And also, my light di- diminishes, diminishes quite fast. Um, signaling to me that it's time to put to my phone down. get off the phone, yeah. um, Not that I look at my phone all the time because I'm always busy. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the reason why I never get back to a lot of people. That's what it was. It was four times email. So whatever so with CMC, whatever your commu- coordinated management of um, communication, coordinated meeting, coordinated meeting of... But anyways, it's four times the amount. So if I'm typing, you know how much typing compared to talking? I could say something to you a lot faster than me typing it out. So why would you think I would be responding so quick? That is why so I quick? do not like to text <laughs> on my phone. Why would I respond I so actually, quick? I got a whole paragraph to say. Give I me actually would prefer a phone call or a video call. Because I am someone who needs to pick up on your visual. The cues, because that's one of the things with, um, yeah, right? Because you don't with, have none of those face-to-face cues This generation cues or right now, like that. Yeah. or at least this era right now, yeah. there are people who are missed, who are literally... Have poor social and emotional and and like body posture cues. Like mm-hmm. people actually mm-hmm. cannot intu- use their intu- intuitive um, programming, um, their nonverbal programming to understand what is not being said within what's not being said. Yep. And so I yep. think it creates a lot of like paranoia. It creates like a lot of anxiety. It creates like, oh, I so and so, you know didn't say that, so that's what they meant. Or, mm-hmm. I heard, mm-hmm, that no. <laughs> right? Or, yeah. so-and-so put dot, 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 you know, middle finger emoji, smile mm-hmm. face in the dragon dra- dragon slayer, and that means, I don't know what the hell that means. Mm. It uh, And also with communication, people are using so much emojis to get to the point, and I'm like, I still don't know what you mean. Can you spell it out? Yeah. Can you audio record me? I do a lot of audio recording, like audio, like voice yep. notes. Yeah, people. just yeah, just record um, back and get it out. Yeah. I know the way that I type. Versus um, mm. people think that I'm being rude. Yeah, or I'm, I'm being very direct. Text and based. when I I have been taught in like from an academic standpoint to be very black and white in my message, 
because when I communicate, I'm very fluid, right? I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to not place that all in in text form mm-hmm. because it can be misinterpreted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, no, just making me think as we're sitting here, just like, and that was it. So you excuse my so many theories, but it's computer-mediated communication and looking at that and what are some of those pros and cons of, you know, what are things that are missing? And usually it's just the whole facial and body connection because you can't read somebody's body um, through a text-based form of communication. And so looking at these different advancements with technology, now we're at the point where we can have a video chat. So now straight up directly, you are, you can actually see someone and what they're, you know, oh, okay, I do. Okay. I see that you didn't like that idea so much because I watched how your head turned to the left and your face kind of frailed up. But if you were texting, you know, when you type that, you know, or you just put like an emoji face, I might take that as, okay, what do you feel? You know, depending on the face that you're using, I don't know that, that term or that lingo to describe that emoji. And imagine the pseudo intimacy. Yeah. Imagine mm. the people who think they're getting they're they're enjoying these video calls, they're enjoying these text messages, these Snapchatties, these DMs. You in my DM, you dropped it in my DM. Mm. You dropped it in my Facebook inbox. Like you dropped it in my WhatsApp app or some other secret program that I whatever. <laughs> they're creating all of these sort of secret programs. You can actually hide they're things not now. Secret. On, they're, well, they're secret when you can hide it as an app in your phone they and they no allow knows. you to be secret. <laughs> yeah. Secret. So, so people are creating secret identities, right? I Facts. watched this um, documentary about how dating apps became, like that, like dating apps and how they were invented and like how some people were creating, you know, like websites for cheat on your wife or cheat on your partner oh, and how this is part of the digital communication it is. and how you can, there was this other right level of your persona, like being mm-hmm. emerged, right? And so thinking about like people who think and have this perception, like, me video calling you, me texting you often, me engaging in this form mm-hmm. of conversation means we're intimate. Means we have a great relationship. Means we can be BFFs one day. Means like I can reach you for anything and share with you. And and then there are people who actually uses it in in in, in, in this way to be vulnerable to share something. Mm-hmm. But then, what do I do with that? I've shared this vulnerable piece. Especially sometimes it can happen in forum groups, like support groups. Like I'm sharing all of this, and I did not expect this feedback. Mm. Right. Mm. Talk about opening up that, open up, opening up that door, door. for conversation mm. when we, we misread your your intention. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so so what can you do about this? What? Oof. Yes. Go ahead. Let's do two things. Let's talk about what we can do about it, but let's end on positive. Like, what has how has it positively impacted your ability to communicate? Because a lot of the well, conversation. I do, I'm I'm grateful for the ability to talk to family and friends, and um, soul coaching clients um, across the world. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I can um, read up and connect with people who are making um, amazing changes in the world, and watch video clips, and read articles, and hear people's voices. I'm grateful that people who are serving our country, who are supporting us abroad, in whatever field you are, whatever your passion is and being able to send those images to us instantaneously Mm -hmm. feeling like we were there. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that we're able to record this in real time and post it literally the minute we get off of this. And I'm grateful that, you know, I get to in this as a, you know, expressive therapist, my many hats being able to, um, 
you know, see someone's artistic expression through the wires, being able to give feedback, and it, and it helped people explore things through, like, dance and movement, through psychodrama, through arts, through visual writing and music. I think there are a lot of people who are grateful for technology mm. in a many, many, many ways. And here is how you can, you know, I guess, like, decrease and increase other things. But before mm-hmm. I mention those things, like... The positives, um, definitely, I could definitely relate to so many of those. And I think in terms of my own usage of thinking about digital access, um, just the ability to be a creator and be in a position where I don't necessarily have to wait for somebody else to create the message that I want to read, but to be in the seat, the driver in the seat to be like, all right, this is the content that I want to make. This is the message I want to get out there. And then having these different mediums to be able to execute um, that message to those different platforms, um, especially in terms of that's like that one piece, but another piece is when you have close friends and they, and they move to family is very, that's a different sidebar. I'm trying to, I'm actually made that point in my head to be like, I need to figure out how to utilize some, you know, more of these technologies to communicate. Um, but really just being able to have access to friends who are in different spaces and then as a business, I can have an international audience and I don't even have to be be there traveling all the time. And there's some people who are grateful for that. You know, like I said, you know, I coach people and provide psychotherapy um, services, um, you know, whether in state here for psychotherapy services or across the wires. And I, you know, do a lot of coaching Mm -hmm. across the United States, um, across the world and can do that literally using my laptop, using my phone, being on a conference call, um, Think about the behavioral and medical components, the things that we're doing. I saw a commercial where I think T-Mobile was partnering with uh, the VA mm. to provide services with people who need it from across the world mm. or prefer to have services in a different state or whatever. And the like the like the the brilliance behind um, our human evolution with technology, our human evolution with technology, and one of those evolutions is the way in which we're we're communicating. Yep. And so for, here are some things, all right? If you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, all right, I do kind of use my phone, my computer, or whatever other part of technology that I'm using a lot, start off by modifying your usage Mm -hmm. at a realistic rate. I know for me, my iPhone will tell me on Sundays how much usage I've used. And for the most part, it goes down. (laughs) Because I like to be in competition with myself. Um... (laughs) So, you know, that's something that iPhone has done and for very important reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, think about how much, what time of day are you actually using your phone the most or your laptop the most? What can you be doing? What breaks can you be taking intentionally? This is all intentionally, right? Like consciously and willing to do it, okay? Um, identifying what programs and apps and sites bring you richness in your life mm-hmm. and the ones that actually create more anxiety and stress, that creates more doubts hits you really hard in your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no purpose for that, right, for you to, like, continue to, to, to um, inflict suffering onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Go on a fucking uh, social media break. I call it a yeah. detox. Some, a Ooh. lot of people did. You remember that, those 30-day challenges where you was like, bye, I'm not going to be on social media. Yeah. You think 30-day challenges? What yeah. happened to those? So do that. Spend more time in being present to all your physical five senses. Spend, mm. spend more time listening to someone, mm. looking them in their eyes appreciating uh, body postures and, you know, 
things that we do with you know who we are. Appreciate the warmth the, of someone's touch. The sun, <laughs> the, the sun on your face. Where you are, you know, what you not can the smell, blue screen in what your you eyes. taste. You know, instead of like eating with your phone or your laptop in front of you, um, do something different. I don't know what that is, but do something yeah, I'm, different. I'm laughing. Yeah. Bottom line, <laughs> what other things? What other internal and external resources besides this, these technology devices bring me pleasure and excitement in my daily life. Gotta think about that. And that's what I have for, for us today. I love that. I absolutely love that. Increase your life satisfaction. Mm. You know? Mm. Yes. Definitely in terms of, you know, thinking about, you know, I think it's to sip your usage <laughs> very gently um, or your usage and how you gain is to be careful and watch how much of, you know, sip the information that you're dealing with and versus always just jumping on it and thinking that's the first thing. But take your time to to process. I think critical thinking is another piece that goes hand in hand with your usage of um, social media platforms and communicating digitally. So being aware of how much you're engaging, how much you're using it, um, and, and being mindful of the messages that you're internalizing and then just, just running with, right? So giving yourself some time to digest. So I think that's a good word to end on, digest. Yeah. So really technology, digest? thank you so much for existing, for the many human designs out there <laughs> who created you. The, the, the brilliant brains that created technology in the ways in which we communicate and express ourselves visibly, auditorially, um, that's what it, visually and auditorily. Yeah, um, and we hope that this episode was. You walk away with some. You walked away with something to make you think about how you are engaging with social media platforms. Also thinking about your 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 communication style and who you're communicating with and how has digital um, communication impacted you. So this is the spirit sparker tuning out and the inner uplifter saying peace. Peace. Welcome to the Archetypes Podcast with your hosts, the Spirit Sparker and the Inner Uplifter. This podcast was created to share our eclectic soul and human journey for empowering others to be visible, engage in deep conversations about life challenges, and journeys as we know it to be through our quirky and raw soul conversations. We will explore self-empowerment through voice, visibility, visibility and, and representation, representation and illuminate the significance of cultivating, cultivating a practice, practice for soul wellness. wellness.